0: Welcome to Your Next Mission from God with Julie Durko, where the saints show us how it's done. They've been through it, and sometimes they even got it wrong before they got it right. Based on Julie's book, Discover Your Next Mission from God, Saints Who Found God's Will and How You Can Too, Julie shares unique stories from the lives of the saints to show how they searched for and discovered God's will for their lives.
1: We've heard the term sphere of influence. What is your sphere of influence? Through Vatican II and the New Evangelization, the laity are called to really concentrate on their sphere of influence, where they land in society. That brings me to our blessed that we're going to talk about today. Blessed Anna Maria Teiji. Anna Maria was born in Siena, Italy in 1769. And as she grew, like a lot of girls and women do, she loved jewelry, the bling, fashion, that sort of thing. But she grew up Catholic and she grew up praying. And one day when she was in prayer, she had a mystical experience where the Lord showed her the condition of her soul of wanting these things of beauty. And when she saw that her soul didn't match the exterior, she was really in shock to to see this. It reminds me a little bit of an illumination of conscience, which many seers have foretold will happen worldwide uh, in the future, whether that's to be in our lifetime or not, or even if it's going to happen, I couldn't say about that. But she had an illumination of conscience. And it, and and people who experience this, often they've had ne- near-death experiences where they actually see themselves as God sees them and they see the whole thing. Because we as human beings have a way of fooling ourselves, of, of believing something or turning a blind eye to something about ourselves. Teresa of Avila said the beginning of... All growth in holiness begins with self-knowledge. Well, Anna Maria had this experience. And then from that point on, she was a young woman. At that point on, she changed and, and began to live a very devout life. She met a young man, uh, Domenico. And they, he was pious, a pious man. And they prayed and they discerned that God wanted them to marry and they did. But what we find out about Domenico is that he had a temper and that he maybe wasn't the easiest person to live with. She still remained faithful for over four decades of their marriage and uh, she was a good wife and a faithful wife. And this this is an interesting thing because sometimes people really are devout. They do love God, but they've got what we'd say their demons or their wounds or or their hangups or whatever their problem is, and we need to to love them anyway and serve them anyway because that's that's the way to our our sanctification. And I'm not talking about abusive situations where someone's safety is at stake and they need to leave. I'm just talking about sticking by somebody so that they can grow in holiness. Often you think about these couples, they need each other. They need each other to grow in sanctification. One might not get there without the other praying on their knees all the time. And the one that's on their knees, maybe if they didn't love somebody, they wouldn't live a life of sacrifice. You don't know. So it's it's interesting how that all works because she and Domenico did pray, and they got married, and they had a good marriage. They had seven children. Two of the children died in infancy, but we know that he was difficult, so it was a a challenge for her, and she remained a faithful wife, faithful to her vocation. But what was interesting is that she is one unique person in history. She had a gift from the Lord that I have not heard that any other saint had. She's a blessed, but her gift was this thing. It was a, like an orb, like a sphere that was in front of her at all times. And it was a mystical thing. She could see the past and the present and the future. And she could see the condition of people's souls by looking into this orb. And she never used it for curiosity's sake or for trivial things at all. It was always for the good of souls. And she just was an ordinary housewife, mother. She devoted herself to raising her children so that they would love the Lord and be pious themselves. And she gave to the poor and served. She just, but never at the expense of her family. So one of the things about Anna Maria is that despite her gifts, she didn't, make herself better than anyone. It actually drove her to serve others even more, care more for their souls, petition more on their behalf and help them. And she was very much aware of the spiritual realities because she saw them. And she's known for sending her angel to different people or when she would see poor people or need to help them, she would be communicating with their angel to help her. She asked her guardian angel to help her with her housework and her regular chores and sometimes if he wasn't quick about it she'd be like well what's the deal how come you're not helping me I mean she had this kind of relationship she did have mystical experiences with Jesus and Mary and they didn't to my knowledge didn't give her like a big job to do like Saint Faustina to deliver the message of mercy to the world or some of these different saints who had kind of a a big job to do that seemed insurmountable. No, she was a wife and mother. And this is interesting to me because she took care of the poor, but never at the expense of her own family. Her vocation came first. And I remember speaking with Father Giles Dimmock. He's a Dominican priest in the Eastern province. He's quite elderly now. And you, in the past, you may have seen him on EWTN. He used to be a professor at Franciscan University. But I had a chat with him one time, and it's been many years. And he said that when we face the Lord, what he will judge us on, what we'll be judged on, is our vocation. Everything really comes from the vocation. It's, it's who you are. And so you're judged on that primarily before other things. And it's funny how we get things kind of mixed up. But Anna Maria didn't. She didn't get it mixed up. She knew exactly what her calling was. And we can identify with her. Like she asked her guardian angel to help her with, with the most ordinary things of, of housework or running errands or taking care of her kids or watching out for them. And then we can identify with her too because many people have adult children who need help. And assistance and Anna Maria had a daughter who uh, became a single mother it was through widowhood but she became a single mother so here she is as an older woman still with children of her own helping her daughter who had started her own family who was now without a husband she's just a real practical go-to person she was not well off but generous with what she had As on December 26th in 1808 she entered the third order of the most holy trinity as a lay person so lay people if you're not familiar with this they can become part of an order if they have that calling like a Franciscan lay person or a Benedictine oblate or a Dominican uh, lay brother or sister there's a formation you're brought into that family of that order as a lay person, but you still do certain things in your life that is spiritually joined to your brothers and sisters in the order that you belong to. And so she did, she belonged to this order and I had not heard of it. It's called a third order when you're this kind of a person. It was of the most holy trinity. I mentioned that Anna Maria Teji had visits from Jesus and from Mary. And I have a quote from, married to her and i would like to read it for you quote you must be devoted above all to doing his god's will and submitting your own constantly to his in the state of life to which it has pleased him to call you therein lies your special vocation unquote that really gets to the point our sphere of influence is through our vocation the people we interact with here and now. Anna Maria was very concerned about people's souls and sometimes she'd look into that orb and she'd know this person, what happened to them and why they needed help or what the situation was. And often we know that many, many sins come through a woundedness or they come through generational issues that are passed down. There's a lot of things we can learn and assume, but one thing we can know is that if we're not special like Anna Maria, we don't get to see those details of someone's life, it's okay because Jesus knows. And all we need to do is pray for them, serve them, be kind to them, be Christ to them in the world. We're the the laity. That is the whole thing of the new evangelization and Vatican II was, wake up the laity to their own call to holiness. And they are supposed to be the leaven in the world that just makes the world rise for Christ, that spreads the gospel message. And it's one person at a time. Mother Teresa, she had a daunting task ahead of her, but she always served one human being at a time we can get busy, we can put too much on our plate or allow too much to be put on our plate. And, and we should only take on those things that God gives us because there's a world of need out there. But what has he called us to? Well, first and foremost, our station in life, right? And then maybe this person and maybe not that person. There's, there's different ways that we serve and we, we have to discern about that. In affecting your sphere of influence, my sphere of influence, is this idea of that one person at a time. Mother Teresa and John Paul II both are known for this, that when someone was talking to them, and you know, there were crowds around them all the time. There were throngs of people who wanted their attention. When they were talking to you, it was like there was no one else in the world. You had their attention. And that is a beautiful thing to not be speaking with someone but then really be on to the next thing you got to do or the next subject or the next thing you want to say, but to, to be really present to them. And sometimes that's the greatest gift you can give someone, and that's so healing because it affirms them as a human being, that we're giving them our attention at that moment, even if we've got other things on the agenda. And they had this gift. Anna Maria had it too. She had many mystical gifts. But the beautiful thing is that in her ordinary life, the people that she influenced, they benefited greatly spiritually. They may even be in heaven because of her her influence in her life or her intercession for them or her suffering. She did great mortifications for people. And yes, she did have an advantage early on by having that mystical experience where she got to see what she really looks like before the Lord that was truly motivating but I'll bring Saint Teresa of Avila up again the beginning of all growth and holiness of all sanctity of everything that brings you close to God the beginning of it is self-knowledge that can be kind of a lonesome scary place to go but I encourage us to to grow in self-knowledge and open up those areas to the Lord so he can heal them, forgive them, and help us become the saints that he created us to be, just like he did for Anna Maria, Teji, wife, mother, and blessed. You can look her up, and you can pray to her and ask her help. If you've got adult children who are struggling, that'd be good. If you're If you have children of your own, if you have a difficult spouse, she endured all these things, but never kept her eyes off of Jesus and wanting to grow in holiness and and live each day for him, affecting his grace in her sphere of influence. Let us do the same. We have a sphere of influence. It's a small sphere, but we may touch somebody who will then touch the world. We just don't know. It's a ripple effect for good. Thank you for joining me. Pray with me. Jesus, Mary, Joseph, we love you.
0: You've been listening to Your Next Mission from God with Julie Durko, produced at the studios of Mater Radio in Portland, Oregon. To listen to this podcast, visit materderadio.com. To find out more about Julie's book, Discover Your Next Mission from God, Saints Who Found God's Will and How You Can Too, or if you're in need of a Catholic speaker for a parish mission, retreat, conference, or event, visit catholicfinishstrong.org. That's catholicfinishstrong.org.